We are here back at the table with the doctor, Jason Heller. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. Good to see you. Uh, I'm excited to talk about another biases that might make me lose money and make bad decisions. Yeah, this one is a, a disposition bias. So this is the tendency to prematurely sell financial assets that have done well while holding on to financial assets that have done poorly. All right. Say that in a way that doesn't sound as many big words. And, Selling winners uh, too early and holding on to losers too long. Okay. Good deal. Which is uh, something I think everybody's experienced. We always think that we're just bad stock pickers or yep. bad in investments. And maybe it's not that we're picking the wrong ones, but we're just letting our uh, Neanderthal brain uh, make us make some poor decisions. Yeah. So this is rooted in uh, two issues, loss aversion and cognitive dissonance. So loss aversion is um, our, our, we're afraid to lose money. Right. And so I am, um, it, we all are, I mean, it, it, it's, it, the truth of it is, um, the vast majority of people are more concerned about what they can lose versus what they can gain. Uh, studies show that about 70 to 80% of people are fear-based investors, more, more concerned about what they could lose. Only about 20, 25% of people are greed-based investors where they're, they don't care about the, 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 the loss potential they're concerned about how much they could make. All right. So if you listen in on the podcast, you know that you're probably in the the position that you're worried about losses more than you are a greed-based investor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, greed-based investors have similar brain chemical makeup of sociopaths. Um, so just be Which careful. one do you fall into? Um, I am a greed-based investor. Oh, no <laughs> comment. No comment. I, I am a greed-based investor. But I think my greed-based investing comes more from a position of knowledge uh, uh, and that market's correct over time. And it's not anything to be concerned about. They always revert back to the mean. You know, we always tell people to be uh, self-aware so they can make uh, good decisions. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's you being self-aware or just talking yourself into I that. Talk but... myself out of it. <laughs> <laughs> talk myself out of the obvious. Um, so, okay. So the other issue is, is cognitive dis dissonance. So this is is when we have um, uh, conflicting beliefs. Um, we believe one thing, but in the face of, of pure evidence otherwise. And so, you know, the good example, we talked about selling winners earlier and holding on to losers long-term. Stocks don't just go down just for the, for the sake of it. There's typically a reason for it. Now, uh, sometimes they revert back to the mean, but individual positions, uh, if they drop in value, a bad earnings report, uh, rumors on the CEO, you know, uh, making mistakes, uh, whatever the, the sector gets swallowed up, uh, uh, from legal issues, whatever the situation is, stocks tend to move based off of information. We see that information. And for us to hold on to our losers longer in the face of bad information, uh, we see, we believe they'll do better, but we see right in front of us that, the, the, the information selling is otherwise, and we continue to hold on to it. So it's really just the fact that you have a loss and you don't want to admit and deal with the fact you have a loss. Yeah. You're just constantly telling yourself it'll come back and come back. And instead of thinking, I'm just going to make up numbers. I invested 20 grand. Now it's worth 10 grand. Mm -hmm. Instead of thinking, I just got to check for $10,000. Where's the best place to invest? I'm thinking up, oh, if it's only a loss, if I do it, it's going to come back. I should be holding. Right. I always heard buy and hold. I'm going to wait till it comes back. Right. Instead of trying to figure out where's those best dollars utilized. Right. A, a big part of it comes with what you just said, not wanting to admit the mistake. Right. And, and they happen. Right. It, it's it, yeah, that doesn't sound human at all that we don't want to like to admit our mistakes. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, the the um, so the other side of this though is uh, selling winners too early. Right? And so. Um, 
there was a study that was done back, I want to say in the 90s, uh, uh, Brad Barber, Terrence O'Dean, where they uh, got a discount brokerage firm to allow them to, to kind of watch trades over the course of, uh, I think it was 18 months. And these were all um, novice traders, no professionals. You know, uh, it wasn't E-Trade, but think of E-Trade, right? Yeah. And uh, the information, what they got back was uh, people sold winners uh, when they would sell uh, stocks at a gain, they would track those stocks that had just been sold. Typically over the next six to 12 months, those stocks actually profited more than what they reinvested those dollars in. So uh, uh, people sold off winners prematurely to go ahead and buy stocks that underperformed what they, if they just would have stayed bought and held. Now, um, as I think about that study, right? Oftentimes people that are doing day trading, um, or making short-term decisions, what might be selling winners, mm -hmm. um, is because they have certain targets they're trying to hit and mm -hmm. gain. It's almost like an algorithm. Once I'm up 20%, I'm going to be able to sell sure. right then completely different than how a Warren Buffett uh, invests. Right. Um, but how much of it do you think is those investors being disciplined just to sell the winner at a certain percentage and they lose on the gain? versus, oh, I have a winner. I better take my profits right now because I think there's a better opportunity elsewhere. I, I think it's probably more the latter than the former, but let's take a look at both real quick. So yeah. let's use the former. So a preset determination of I'm going to sell when I'm up 10%. Okay? Um, to me, it, it's, I understand the rule. I understand the desire to hold uh, a discipline, but the, but the, the, efficiency of that is there's no efficiency in that decision. You should, you get up 10% and you should reassess the position, not just automatically sell it. You should reassess the landscape. You should reassess the position itself. Think about Apple. A Apple uh, is currently trading like 195 a share and it has split God knows how many times. What if 20 years ago you sold after being up 10%? How much did you leave on the table without reassessing the value of that company? Um, analysts do this all the time where they'll say Apple's only worth 180. It get, and I'm using Apple as an example. Not, this is in no way, shape or form a, 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 a recommendation to buy or sell Apple. But you get to 180 at Apple. What do those analysts do? They reassess the, the valuation. Is the current macroeconomic uh, uh, economy of value here. Can, can Apple continue to grow? What do their sales look like? Where are they expanding to? What's in the pipeline in terms of, in terms of product? Things change over that period of time. And so should your, your rule on what to do with it. Don't just have a blanket. I sell when it's up 10% because you could be leaving a lot on the table. And you'll see analysts, they'll change their target price of what they think the stock should do. And I think Absolutely. A, a lot of investors don't make enough of the connection that you're truly buying a company mm -hmm. um, than opposed to buying a ticker symbol or numbers on right. a screen. Right. And if you're truly buying a company and you like the fundamentals of that company and you believe that company has a good business model that has a way to continue to grow market share and it has healthy margins that you feel that can be stable on it, there's no reason that you should sell at a certain price if the price went up on that, assuming you're going to pick another one or another company that has that much better fundamentals. Right. Now, and again, I'm not advocating buying, holding and never looking at it, but yep. I think it's appropriate to set uh, uh, markers where we get up 10%. I'd like to reassess the position. We get up 15. I like to reassess the position. Doesn't necessarily mean you should, I, I don't think you should go and blankly sell without 
doing your homework and reassessing things. So play the flip side of that then that you were talking about beforehand regarding Mm -hmm. where now you're, instead of fear-based investing, you're greed-based investing. Mm -hmm. So now it gets up to a certain price at that point, and then you're going to sell. Talk a little bit more about that. So, I mean, there's, there's, again, if you're on the conservative side of things, there's strategies you can do. You can go ahead and say, I'm going to sell off my original principal and just ride with my, with my gain. You could set trailing stop loss orders. I mean, there's things you can do to protect once you've made that gain. You know, this is, this is not like playing blackjack where it's, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to get more aggressive just because I'm up. Right. Um, so there's there are things you can do, and I think it's appropriate once you get up to a certain amount, and it's there's a certain valuation on that position in your portfolio. You should reassess how it affects the rest of your portfolio. If if you had Apple again, I'm going to keep using Apple as an example. Everything else in your portfolio is dead stagnant, but Apple's up 30%. Now you have a much bigger weighting to Apple as opposed to the rest of your portfolio. You need to assess that to see if you've taken on more risk now in a singular stock. Maybe you do reposition some of those assets to lower your your overall reliance on one single stock. Uh, but I, I think, again, the idea here is that people will blindly choose, I get up to X, I sell. And I think it's incredibly inefficient. You leave a lot on the table when that happens. So let's go back. I'm an investor sitting here and I got to make a decision. Um, is the reason I'm selling or the reason I'm holding on to this stock, um, because I'm just trying to not lock in losses or I'm selling this stock because it is a, it has a bunch of wins in and I want to sell it. How, how do you become aware to realize when you're making a decision truly based on good fundamental investing versus you having the emotions starting to come in in this particular bias? Yeah, so it's a good question. I, I think the second you're making a decision that is qualitative in nature, not quantitative in nature, you've, you've, you're no longer dealing with the fundamentals of the underlying security. You're dealing with your feelings about that security. And so um, uh, if, if, if you can sell. That's all well and good. But if you haven't gone back, looked at its uh, revenues, looked at its price earnings, looked at you know what they have in the pipeline again, depending upon what kind of stock it is. Looked at the macroeconomic situation, and you're just saying, "Hey, we're up X. I got I, I, this. Feels good to me. I'm going to get rid of it." Good for you. You banked a win, but you could very well be leaving a ton on the table. Yeah, and I think if you look at the the opposite of that, I would go back to what I mentioned earlier in the episode was. If you invested 15,000, it's down to 10,000 now, and you just want to ride it till it comes back up, take a look and saying, okay, if I have those same dollars and I can go invest it some, and I got that in cash, would I invest in the company at that price or should I be investing in another company? Now, if you would invest again at the company at that price, well, then maybe it's a way to kind of dollar cost average and get your average cost basis lower and then either hold it or put more in. Or you should consider yourself looking at another investment at that point if you would not put the same dollars back in the stock at that price. Yeah, the idea, the old saying of it's not a loss until you sell it is, is absolutely garbage. I mean, you, you could sit with the stock that went from $10 a share to $9 a share. You can sit there and never sell it, but you've lost those $9. Like those $9 aren't coming back overnight. You have to take a look and make the, the, the like you just said, would I invest in this company right now? Forget my history with it. If I would... You put more money into it and you hold what you have. If I wouldn't, you got to sell that position, take the loss, recognize the mistake and go on and, and, and redeploy those assets into a better, a better pick. Yep. So when you see a price swing in your investments and you're looking at that underlying investment, whether it's up or down and you're trying to decide, should I buy or should I sell or, hey, I'm going to hold this, take a step back and see if you have a bias.
Subscribe on your favorite streaming platform if you haven't already. And don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and family.